0: Welcome to CRE Success, the podcast, where we help people working in commercial real estate achieve their professional goals. Check us out online at cresuccess.co forward slash podcast. And now here's your host, Darren Krakowiak. Hello, this is a bonus episode of CRE Success, the podcast. It's bonus episode number three in season one, to be exact. Just a reminder that we have completed the 20 continuous weekly episodes that I committed to deliver for season one. That's why there wasn't an episode last week. I will, however, be presenting some bonus episodes, just like today's one, which is all about how to make 2021 your best year ever. So as part of the soft launch of CRE Success membership, which is now live, by the way, and you can check out at CREsuccess.co forward slash membership, I invited my network to a webinar which is called Kickstart 2021. This webinar was a live and free CRE success session for commercial real estate professionals covering why you should be planning for next year now, what will help you succeed in 2021 and a plan to help you take action. Over 150 people have watched so far and the content was really well received. So I've decided to repurpose the recording of the webinar as this bonus Bonus episode of CRE Success, the podcast. The big promise of this webinar is that everyone attending would walk away with at least three ideas that would help them make 2021 their best year ever. And that's where I'll start the replay of the webinar for you right now. Now, before I hit play though, I just want to give you a reminder that this is a recording of a webinar. So I'm moving around a little bit while I'm presenting on camera, maybe a little bit like this, yeah? So uh, you may be able to hear that a little bit in the audio. All right, here we go. Enjoy Kickstart 2021. All right, so let's go back to that promise that I made, and that's the three ideas to make 2021 your best year ever. And how can I make that promise? Well, this is the new presentation that I'm rolling out today, and I've never given it before, but there are some related concepts that I've recently communicated with um, people I've been delivering training and coaching to. And I've seen the results from those participants. I've got a better idea now how to communicate concepts and the concepts which have the most impact. So, um, again, I think you can have your best year ever in 2021 if you are open to the ideas that I'm going to share with you today, um, or at least if you're open to just three of them. So in my commercial real estate career, I've helped myself and I've also helped many people achieve results that were better than they ever believed possible. So my hope for you today is that you will also believe in that possibility. So let's get into it, kickstart 2021. And there's a guy giving a big fly kick. Hopefully he's not going to kick that woman. Um, If you prefer to fly into 2021, then this image will probably speak to you as well. If you have just joined us late, by the way, welcome. And please keep your microphone on mute. And to let you know, we'll be doing Q&A towards the end of today's session. So before we go forward and think about 2021, I just wanna take one second to reflect on this year even before it's finished, to think about 2020. And I wanna do it in a positive way. There's so much talk about, you know, 2020 was a horrible year. Um, What I want you to do is maybe have a think about what was good for you about 2020. And while you're thinking about that, I want to share with you that um, I will always look back on 2020 as you know one of the greatest years, if not the greatest year of my life, because it's the year that um, our first child, my daughter, who's a little girl named Juna, was born in May. And um, you know, clearly that means that 2020 is always going to be a great year for me. Now, maybe you didn't have a major life-changing event like that that occurred this year. But let me share some ideas for you that may be relevant in terms of you know, what we can look at 2020 as being a good year for. So I think the first thing is resilience. So there was so much pressure, so much negativity, a lot of pessimism, but you survived. And maybe you not only survived, maybe you thrived. And if you did, that's amazing. And even if you just had an okay year, I would say well done for not buying into all the doom and the gloom. The next thing uh, I think is good about 2020 is appreciation. And it's the appreciation of the little things like enjoying a cup of coffee inside a cafe when cafes opened. It was the joy of having a haircut after not being able to get one for uh, in the case of Melbourne, 120 days or whatever it was. Um, You know, being able to spend more time with your immediate family because you, you couldn't go out. The joy and appreciation of just being healthy. And of course, I think it was good this year, that we saw much more appreciation for frontline workers, not only for people like nurses, but also appreciation of people like uh, supermarket workers and people working in public transport. Um, some people that I think were getting a lot more recognition for the important work that they do. And the third thing I think was good about 2020 was achievement in the face of adversity. So, whatever you did get done in 2020 was done in trying circumstances. So you did it in the context of having to work from home, um, of not being able to see clients, of not being isolated from colleagues. And that is an achievement in itself. So I wanted to share that just to put in perspective um, this past uh, 11 months now, because I think we can take important lessons and growth that we've had in 2020 to then take forward to 2021. So just to recap, what was good about 2020, I think was the resilience Uh, the appreciation and also the achievement in the face of adversity. Now, I'd like to talk about why you should be planning to succeed in 2021 right now. So you may be wondering, what are we doing here? Why not just wait until January? Um, So I want to open up your mind to the opportunity that presents itself to start planning now. This is why you should be planning to succeed in 2021 right now. And the first reason is that we are entering uncharted waters. The final few weeks of this year, I think, will probably be unlike the final few weeks of any year in our lifetimes. So you might not get time to read that book by the pool in a resort that you typically go to every year. Um, So how are you going to recharge your batteries? How are you going to get that inspiration for the next year. You might not be able to see all of your family and friends as you usually would at uh, towards the end of the year. And maybe that's a positive thing, depending on your family and friends, but it's still worth preparing for because it's a change. And that means we need to sort of think a little bit differently about how we enter into the new year. And also, you may not have the same rush of projects or the same rush of deals to um, close out in 2020 as you typically have in other years. And that means that you may not get that rush of adrenaline motivation that typically comes with the end of the year that you can then carry through into the new year. But it also means that you've got some time, I think, or maybe some extra time to, and some headspace to have a think about um, how to prepare for the next 12 months. Uh, the next reason I think we should start preparing now is to decide what you want. And I think you should start thinking about that now to consider what you really want and to implement sooner if you want to. So I would suggest that um, you don't want to get into January and then start thinking about the new year. Ideally, you want to be in a position to um, know what you want to do once January arrives, and then you can start executing that plan. And, you know, I think it's worth looking at the calendar as a source of motivation rather than it being a, um, you know, a, a source of limitation in terms of what you can do. So there may be some plans that are so good that when you think of them, you don't need to wait until 2021 to implement them. And um, I'll tell you a story. When my wife um, became pregnant last year, I guess we knew in um, October, November, and um, you know, I decided that in 2020, I was going to quit drinking in solidarity with my wife. And I was going to do that for 2020. And Uh, I was you know building towards that and I remember we were on holidays during the Christmas New Year in Bali and we were at the um, resort um, lounge where they give you you know the the free drinks between five and seven or, or whatever it was and I remember having a drink and just thinking well you know I've already decided that I'm not going to drink in 2020 my wife can't drink what what's the point of this? So I sort of decided, well, let's start early. We'll start now. I don't need to wait until January 1st. And um, for the record, I've stayed off alcohol in 2020, and I'm planning to do the same in 2021. So I think the point of the story is, is that sometimes there are things worth doing that you don't need to wait until midnight on December 31 in order to implement. Some things that are worth doing are worth doing now. And the third reason it's worth planning now is because things change quickly and that those who are prepared um, to respond quickly will win. And what I mean by that is that in some markets, companies are going to be um, coming back to the office or they're going to be, again, moving quickly to work from home. And they're going to need advisors like you to help them implement those decisions quickly. Um, Shops will reopen, shops will close. Warehouses will have to ramp up capacity. They'll have to change um, based on constraints on them um, from, you know, maybe one other part of the the state or whatever closing down and then there's more pressure. Um, Whatever the case is, there are all these things that are going to happen and if we're going to be ready in 2021, we need a plan to help clients execute quickly with an understanding of the latest technology and also, um, you know, a knowledge of those emerging trends. So if you can get yourself ready to move as soon as possible um, when opportunities present themselves, you're gonna be best ready to best serve your clients um, in 2021 when those, when those needs arise. So just to recap, why to plan now? I think because the final few weeks of the year will probably be like no other, to give yourself time to consider what you really want and to implement sooner if you want to, and because the marketplace is changing very fast. All right. So next up, I'd like to talk about concepts that can get you there faster. And this is, um, I've got five um, ideas and principles that will help you get to where you want to go sooner. This is the part of the session where I'm going to, you know, talk about strategy and mindset that will help you make 2021 uh, your best year ever. One of the best expressions that I heard this year was, "There's no traffic when you go the extra mile," and. that really resonated with me because the fact is most people only do the minimum. They just do what's required. And when you go the extra mile, both for yourself and for others, you stand out because not many people are willing to do that extra work and it's, Actually, not that much extra work to go the extra mile because it's just that little bit more and there's no traffic there, like the expression says. So, uh, you know, when there's no traffic on the road, you can drive faster and and more freely. So, um, I really like that one. There's no traffic when you go the extra mile. And I think that's true for ambition as well. So, uh, I'd like you to also think about this in terms of, you know, can you get promoted into a position of seniority if that's where you just did in? Or is there a certain client that you'd like to win? And um, I think some people think they're never going to be able to do it, so they just don't even try. But that's the point. A lot of people think they can't do it. So a lot of people don't try. And then there's actually a lot of room at the top for people who aspire to get there. So if you are willing to have the confidence to feel worthy for those opportunities, I think um, you know 2021 can present a lot of things which don't currently um, present themselves because you're not constrained by some of those limiting beliefs, which perhaps are stopping you from going for for bigger things. So um, my advice is to go the extra mile and to do that for clients, but also to do it for yourself and to open your mind up for bigger possibilities Um, because our industry I think really does favor people that have a bias towards um, taking risks, towards ambition and towards taking action. Next um, idea is to be an expert. So um, you wanna be an expert because experts are recession proof. And the most experienced people that I talk to in our industry continue to tell me that they win more work in a downturn because clients turn to experts for direction when we're in uncertain times. And it does make sense that when things are a little bit shaky, people want to hire experts that they can rely on and trust. So it's incumbent on you to be seen as an expert or to use, you know, another phrase to be that trusted advisor. So I encourage you to have a think about what do you know more about than anyone else or which part of the market or which topic can you be seen as the expert in and then start positioning yourself as that go to person. One of the most important decisions that you can make is uh, that will help you succeed is to make the decision to learn and to grow. I think the second that you think that you know it all is when you stop learning, and if you don't learn, you don't grow. So what I think is worth thinking about is what can you learn? What can you do to be more efficient? then you can actively go out and do something about it. Maybe it's to do with a certain market trend that you're not on top of. Perhaps it's to get to know another part of the business that you don't know as much about as you should. Maybe it's a new technology skill, a general skill like time management, or maybe there's a personal problem that you know is there, but you're not really dealing with or not doing anything about. I think the benefit of deciding to learn and grow, apart from actually potentially learning and growing, is that your mindset will then open yourself up to the possibility of learning and growing in other areas, which will then mean you're better able to spot um, learning and growth opportunities when they arise. And that can include ones which are currently blind spots. And when you start opening your mind up to the possibility of dealing with blind spots, then you can start going really fast because your blind spots are kind of like a handbrake that are on when, you know, you've got the accelerator down, um, the strengths of the accelerator and your weaknesses of the handbrake the less handbrakes they're on, the less resistance there is to that accelerator, and you can keep on moving uh, more quickly. Um, fourth one is to have two big ears. So you've probably heard the expression, you have two ears and one mouth, and you should use them in that um, proportion. And that's a good expression. I've used it a lot, and um, it's helped me. I like to talk and um, you know, it's helped me be better in meetings, be better with clients, be better with people in general. Um, on my podcast this year, I had a guest, Paul Zamalis, and um, he took it a step further and he said, I have two big ears. And it was a great philosophy. And, and what he meant by two big ears is that not only does he listen more than he talks, but that's not enough. You actually have to listen really carefully. You've got to take in what is being said. You have to ask probing questions. And you know, I've often found that when I ask more questions, when I ask for clarification, when I delve deeper or rephrase questions, that's when I start getting closer to what it is actually people are thinking about or what they actually want. Rather than just going through the motions and asking questions, following up and asking another question or rephrasing or asking people even what else. Um, The other thing that I'd recommend doing or having the inclination to do is um, to get comfortable with silences. So if you're in a meeting or in a situation with someone and no one's talking, resist the urge to break the silence and see if someone else does, because what comes up in that moment could be something very telling. It could be something very real. So I think when you've got two big ears, you're giving yourself a real advantage in the marketplace and giving yourself an advantage definitely over your competitors who might have two ears and one mouth and be using them in that proportion, but perhaps not really actively and purposefully uh, listening. And the last idea in this section is to um, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst put another way, to be an optimistic realist. And I think in our industry, there's a lot of people that say I'm cautiously optimistic. And um, I would rather say optimistic realist, because I'd rather be uh, optimistic. uh, Sorry, I'd rather be a realist than be cautious. Um, So the thing that you can do for 2021 in terms of being an optimistic realist is to have an idea about how you're going to deal with a Curveball. So, if there's another lockdown or another period of working from home due to a COVID scare, maybe just in your building or having the kids working from home or some other disruption, what are you going to do to deal with that? You know, the vaccine everyone's talking about, everyone's excited, 95% you know effective rate, but it's going to be many months away before people like you and me get our hands on it. So, there are still many more months of dealing with disruptions. I think there are many governments on record as saying we will not go into lockdown again, and now they've been. Um, forced into embarrassing backdowns on lockdowns and they're going back into lockdown. So it wouldn't be unreasonable to assume, uh, it would be realistic, I think, to assume that maybe there'll be another um, lockdown or disruption. So um, to be an optimistic realist would be to hope that there's not going to be, but to be prepared if there is one. And just think about how much better we could have performed this year, even though I think we did really well, how much better we could have performed if we had a bit of more time to prepare for all the disruption. Um, and if you're wondering what this photo is, um, I guess two dogs catching up on Zoom would hope for the best, but probably um, prepare for the worst. All right. So I'd love to hear from you in the, in the chat. Um, which of these concepts stood out most for you? Um, we've gone over five different ideas that I think can help you get to where you need to go faster in 2021 or five sort of mindsets. Um, is it no traffic when you go the extra mile? Is it to be an expert? Is it decide to learn and grow? Is it to have two big ears or is it to hope for the best and prepare for the worst? Let me know in the chat. Um, Ken says being an expert. Resonates most with him. Same from Chloe. Be an expert. Learn and grow says Cece. James says two big ears. Extra mile Rowan. Extra mile for Wendy. All right, so I'm glad that I presented all five because uh, different things resonate with different people. Um, Planning for 2021 now and being an expert, says Anthony. Thank you for, for sharing. Okay, so the third part of Kickstart 2021 is what you can do now. So I'm going to share some specific action items or tactics. This is about what you can do to set the script to have the best year ever in 2021. So I think the first thing that you can do is to cut back on negative content, like news and social media. I'll tell you another story. I found um, we had a really long and um, hard lockdown in Melbourne, one of the worst or the longest or strictest in the world for I think 112 days or 121 days, I can't remember. Um, But towards the middle to end of it, I was getting really frustrated with the news. And um, when the premier who's like the governor um, comes on the telly, I was getting really annoyed with him and just going, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Um, Why are we locked up still? And it was just frustrating me. Right. And someone finally gave me some good advice, which was, um, why don't you stop watching the news? And at first I was hesitant because I thought, well, you know, how am I going to know what's going on? How can I be informed? when I'm in discussions with friends about certain topics. So I decided to compromise and I just started listening to a 10-minute news um, bulletin on an app every morning. And that was the only news that I would watch. I I wouldn't or or sort of take in. I wouldn't watch the news on the TV at all. And you know what? I immediately started feeling better. (laughs) And I don't know if it was because I decided to stop watching the news and therefore it sort of just some of that pressure alleviated or if I wasn't being triggered by what I was being seen. But I definitely felt a lot better and I think... Um, You know, I'm not saying here that you should be oblivious to what's going on around you and bury your head in the sand, but I think it is worth having a bit more intention about what you're putting into your head because there's so much negativity on the news, there's so much poison on social media, and there's so many distractions from your phone, notifications popping up, trying to drag you away from whatever's important to you. I think if you place a cap on the amount of bad stuff that's going into your mind, um, that's a good thing. And you you can then, um, I guess... Uh, you know, decide to do what I'll recommend next, which is to put good stuff in. But um, if you have trouble controlling um, what's going in, there are things you can do like turning off certain notifications on your phone, um, limiting certain apps, apps to a certain number of minutes a day. So after maybe 30 minutes on Facebook will tell you you've been on Facebook for 30 minutes or just decide, you know what, well, I'm just not going to watch the news. Um, if you are triggered, if you like the news and it makes you happy, then go ahead and do that. Um, yeah, so the next thing I think is to replace all that negativity or whatever is perhaps not serving you and serving your progress and to feed your mind with good stuff. So, how to think about what books can you read? What can you learn? Um, when you find an author that you like, if you read a book that you like, well, then go deep with them and maybe find another book that they've written. Or um, if you like one of their books, then um, find out if they've done any podcasts, whether as a host or as a guest on a podcast, or if they've got a YouTube channel been interviewed on certain um, programs, those programs or those podcasts might resonate with you. So the idea is to feed your mind with the good stuff and then to remind your mind about that stuff. So those good ideas stick. And reminding yourself can be as simple as doing things like underlining passages in books. You might write down things that resonate and put them on post-it notes or have them as calendar reminders in your phone. All of that will help you retain the information, um, begins the process of um, changing your your sort of thought processes and forming new habits. Um, And by the way, if you don't like reading, don't feel bad. You don't have to read reading isn't for everyone. Um, there's audiobooks, Like I said, there's podcasts. You can watch YouTube. There's plenty of good information on YouTube. Um, just find a way to get more good stuff going into your brain. And the third thing that I recommend to do next year is to identify your top, let's say 10 targets for 2021. Now they may be client targets. They may be particular projects or other targets and goals, but just start thinking about what it is that you want in 2021 and what you can start doing now to put yourself in the best position to hit those targets in 2021. So when it comes to client targets, I've got a theory that there are four main criteria that clients in commercial real estate use to decide when they're awarding work. I think they base it on the strength of the relationship, the um, the track record or the experience in the market the ability to respond or to to serve based on that particular brief. And of course, the fourth one is price. So I think once you've decided on the targets, then the next thing to do is to have a think about how you're positioned in those four categories. Have a think about how you feel you're positioned, how you feel your competitors are positioned relative to you, and how you feel that your top 10 targets might perceive that you're positioned and your competitors are positioned um, in relativity. And then what you want to start doing is changing their perception because their perception is what matters for those top 10 clients and start working on what it is you can do to neutralize your weaknesses and um, augment your strengths. So if you're not strong at relationship, for example, work on having a better relationship with them. Who do you know that knows them? Um, If you don't have a strong track record in the marketplace where they have an asset or where they operate, well, do you have something else that you can show them that proves Um, capability, such as another service line that does work there, or maybe you've got another um, project in another part of the city where um, it's similar in some other ways. So um, I think you just want to show that what you can do is relevant and start um, improving your perceived position in regards to price, relationship, experience, and ability to, um, to serve the brief. All right, so that's what you can do now. I think you can audit what you're feeding into your mind, you can start to find new sources of inspiration to put into your mind and start to identify those targets for 2021. Well, I hope you enjoyed Kickstart 2021. If you'd like to be invited to the next live and free webinar that CRE Success puts on, just head to CREsuccess.co forward slash podcast and go to the bottom of that page. There's a sign up form inviting you to do exactly that. Also, if you liked what you heard today and it resonated with you in terms of the content that we covered in Kickstart 2021 and you'd like to get more support like this on a regular ongoing basis, then I invite you to take a look at CRE success membership the content of today's webinar is a model of what we'll be delivering for our members every month in the live monthly component of the membership in addition the membership includes a seven module training course built especially for people working in commercial real estate and you'll become part of a supportive community of like-minded individuals who are also looking to learn and grow it's an all-new success platform for commercial real estate professionals to rise to the top so to find out more about it just visit cresuccess.co forward slash membership. And that's all we've got for you this week. I'd like to say a big thank you for listening to this episode and I will speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to CRE Success, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to leave us a five-star review. For more information about the show, just check the show notes on your podcast app or visit us online at cresuccess.co.